Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are going to go back to our guy, Kadarius Tony, guys. Versus Sky Moore the rest of the way, who has the bigger role on this Chiefs offense? Tony. <laughs> Sky Moore has six catches. I'm not, I, you know, I think it's easy to like be here and be, just bury the guy and be like, no hope, no chance, he's a bust. And I'm, I'm not there. That's not what I think. I just think he's in a very super crowded receiving situation. Like he's having to get behind. Like before, if you wanted to break through the Chiefs, yeah, you were always going to get the third most, but there were the third most, and all you had to do was beat out Demarcus Robinson or a hurt Sammy Watkins. Wasn't that hard, right? To just move on to the next thing. Wasn't crazy. But now, because of the way that it's set up, you have to get past MVS, McColl, who clearly have roles, Juju and Kelsey, who have even bigger roles, and then you have to decide you're the fifth guy. And the fifth guy is not going to see very much because that guy's also the running back, so now you're sixth. So here it is. Tony, I think they can more clearly define something. And the reason why I think he'll have a bigger impact on their Super Bowl chances is I think by two weeks from now, he's their kick and punt returner, which just gives him a better chance to impact the game. Ooh. So if I didn't let you cop out and say special teams, I think they're a wash. Yeah, I think they're a wash. I think they're more likely to use Tony in the creative ways they use McColl because if they were going to use Sky more that way, they'd already be doing it. Yeah, that's the problem with Sky Moore is, is six catches, but it's not just that. Like We can go with the raw numbers, or we can just go off, how often are you even on the field? He, he's not just a fourth wide receiver. That's an easy way of looking at it, right? He's behind Juju, he's behind MVS, he's behind McColl. But he's also getting out-snapped by Noah Gray. He's getting out-snapped by Jody Fortson, right? But the Chiefs employ so many different looks. Again, it goes back to like part of why they've been so successful this year is they're showing you everything. But even then, we're not seeing Sky get on the field. They would rather use Jody Fortson as this big physical target. Noah Gray's playing a ton. So I just, I'm skeptical that between now and the end of the season that, that we're going to see Sky's role change all that much. Not because I don't believe in Sky, only because... We haven't even seen the glimpse. We haven't even seen the gradual progression that you kind of like to see where maybe he's not being used early, but you start to see him get rolled out more and more. The the one thing on that, Nick, is statistically, someone ran the analytics on this. Andy Reid's rookie wide receivers. We talked about this and not playing them. Uh, after the bye week is when they play more. They always get a jump. Every single rookie wide receiver under Andy Reid sees a jump after the bye week. Sometimes, sometimes greater than others. 
sometimes bigger jump than some of them are Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin and through the roof numbers, but they all see a jump more yards, more catches, more targets. Okay. That's fair. But now you've got another guy in Tony who for all intents and purposes is a rookie, right? Right. He's a second year player, but he just joined your team. Other than the fact that Sky Moore has been here all year. He doesn't necessarily, he doesn't really have any other advantage over Tony at this point. Like Tony, like if you look at some of the reports and I know there was a guy who was a giants beat writer who said that one of the things that he heard when talking to people around the organization was that everybody liked Kadarius Tony coaches like him. They, they, they liked the way he practiced. They thought he was really good around the team. It was that they didn't trust him to put in the work when he wasn't with the team. Oh, and I'll tell you right now. And I think anybody could attest to this. If you don't have that self-starter personality, if you're not self-motivated, what, what profession will you succeed in? Right? So if it doesn't matter how talented you are, it doesn't matter how the chiefs try to use you. If you're not willing to put in the extra work to get better, you're not going to make it in the NFL. It's too competitive. And there's so many guys on this team who you're already going to have to try and fight to get ahead of. What I do like about Tony and going back to Florida and going back to even the, the, the flashes that he showed in New York is he is really, really shifty with the ball in his hands. Get him the ball in open space and let him make a guy miss. Let some blockers get upfield. You know who likes to run a lot of screenplays, guys? Here's a trivia question for you. What, what play caller, what head coach loves calling screenplays? Andy Reid. Hey, you got it. Bonus. Woo! <laughs> Backup question for you, Kayla. Let's see if you can go two for two. Uh, Which player or which coach in the NFL has more on average yards of separation for their wide receivers than any other over the last four years? Andy Reid. That's correct. Correct. All right. Two in a row. We're on fire. That sounds like a good combination, by the (laughs) way, for Tony. I I don't think we're going to see Kadarius Tony out there playing 25% of snaps each week, but I think he eats into Sky Moore snaps. And so if, you're telling me that they're going to play about even snaps the rest of the way. I've seen more from Kadarius Tony last year than I've seen from Sky Moore so far this year. Maybe that's not a fair comparison, but he's at least shown you flashes that he can be a, a really productive player. Uh, question unrelated, but related. Is there a reason that we don't see more from Justin Watson? Um, well, we're going to see even less now. I mean, I just... <laughs> I don't know. I guess I made a bet with my co-host in Kansas City that he was going to have less than 200 yards receiving. So I guess I never saw it. Um, I never really saw it. He's fine. He's a perfectly fine guy to have on your roster. And if somebody gets hurt and he's got to play for a snap, like on that touchdown he got when he ran McCool Hardman's right, then cool. You don't want Justin Watson starting every day. Come on. You can definitely do better than that. That's mostly what it comes down to. He's a perfectly fine roster filler and a guy that you like having on the roster because he's Scotty Miller, right? In the times when Brady was having guys go down in Tampa. Glad you have him around. Glad you have him for a couple of weeks. Not trying to rely on him all the time. Copy that. I just thought we'd see him more over Sky Moore is all. I mean, it's hard to play less than Sky Moore. He has six catches. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, true. It, it just kind of goes back to... If you're not in the top three of the Chiefs wide receiver pecking order, you're not going to play that much. Because I don't think, no matter, I mean, aside from acquiring Odell Beckham Jr., I don't think they're going to all of a sudden stop putting two tight ends on the field. 
They they like do, they're doing that more this year than they've ever done yeah. before. I think they like using Noah Gray. I think they like getting these big bodied tight ends out there and forcing the defense to sort of make a choice. Are you going to put a safety on them? Are you going to put a linebacker on them? I think they like sort of leveraging those sorts of decisions against defensive coordinators. So, I mean, it, it's tough for any Chiefs wide receiver unless your name is Juju, MVS, or McColl. Guys, last but not least today, what is the biggest thing to watch coming out of the bye? I think it's Trent McDuffie. Got activated yesterday. So he's, and look, that's part of the reason they trade Fenton, right? They know McDuffie's healthy. He's back on the active roster. They clear the roster spot by getting rid of Fenton. But it's Trent McDuffie. He is one of two players that you can count on taking a big leap from what they were getting on defense. Harloftis is one competing against himself and McDuffie is the other. It's not, they obviously trust Williams. Otherwise they wouldn't have traded Rashad Fenton. They obviously trust Watson or they wouldn't have traded away all the other veterans uh, or gotten rid of the veterans in training camp. But this means a lot. They really do believe in Trent McDuffie. The chiefs do clearly do. He played a half and they're willing to let go of their most or no, their most experienced corner. In Fenton. So to me, that's the key. The thing I want to watch the most is how good can Trent McDuffie get all the way down? I'm still convinced that by week 18, when we're done and we're wrapping up the Chiefs, we're getting ready to talk about their postseason run, that we'll be talking about Trent McDuffie being the Chiefs' best cornerback. And that's what I'm looking forward to watching the most. I'm going with my guy, Isaiah Pacheco. I don't know how... Yeah. He'll be like, I'm not expecting him to all of a sudden be, uh, you know, 17 carry a hundred yard guy. That's just not how this chief's offense is going to operate. But I mean, historically you just go back, not just with the chiefs, but with any team rookie running backs, a lot of times take, take a little time to get going. And more than that, it's, it's rookie running backs take a little bit longer time for coaches to trust them. Typically a rook, a, a running back will play, about 50% more snaps in the second half of the season than they will in the first half of the season. And in a running back room that isn't necessarily full of star talent, and clearly Pacheco has already established himself as a guy who has a role. We're seeing it increase a little bit more. At least we saw it increase a little bit more in the San Francisco game. It wouldn't shock me whatsoever to see him continue to steal snaps from Clyde. I think, you know, Jarek's always going to have his role. He's the third down back. They trust him in there to pass block. That's the most important aspect of this team. So he's going to continue to play. But in terms of simply getting carries out of the backfield, it would not shock me whatsoever if Pacheco leads the team in rushing attempts the rest of the season. I like that answer. Who is yours? Do you have one for us? I'm going with a layup here. Kadarius Tony. I'm curious to see how he'll be used, if he'll be used right off the bat, how many snaps he'll be in for, how he's going to connect with Mahomes, what he's going to look like. Um, there's just obviously a lot of question marks around that. I've always, you know, as we know, I've had my eye on our wide receivers all season long. So I'm curious to see how he's going to fit in this offense. And I hope he'll make some big plays. Um, we'll see. TBD, but yes. obviously that's a big question mark heading into this game. Whenever you talk about the wide receivers, it honestly, it is wild to me that the chiefs traded away a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is playing just as good, if not better than ever. 
and that same wide receiver, he'd be like, well, then he must really be missing. Patrick is on pace for 2000 yards receiving, which would break an NFL record. I'm like, how did you both get better without each other? There's no good logical reason that those two things should happen. And in a weird way, although he was wrong about the reasoning behind it, Tyreek was right. The Chiefs were somehow suppressing his stats. He showed up with another team and has been catching balls from Skylar Thompson and Tua and God, who was the other one? Was it? Uh, who was Teddy, Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. And he's on pace for 2000 yards. Wait. And it's not even like they stopped giving it to Jalen Waddle. He's the third highest receiving yardage in the NFL. So I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. Is it? How are they both better? Too much star power has to be separated. Like, yeah, what is that? I know, but there's another wide receiver eating up targets in Miami. So like he still has like a Kelsey-ish type. I, I don't know, man. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense to me because again, both teams are really happy. Chiefs are happy with the trade because their offense is just as good. And the Dolphins got exactly what they wanted or more, maybe because they currently have a 2000 yard receiver on their hands. So I don't, I don't know. It's one of those, like, I know we're supposed to have definitive answer in sports radio. It doesn't make sense. I don't have a good answer because it shouldn't happen this way. You know, this isn't a complete answer, but I think sometimes, and this is hopefully this doesn't get too deep. I think sometimes you just like, you need to, even if something is really, really great, like you have to evolve. You have to constantly be changing and adapting, not because it wasn't working, but because you know that like you need to find the next version of yourself to continue to thrive in the way that you want to. I think this applies more to the Chiefs than it does Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek- I think he's talking about dating, Kayla. It might be as much. I was like, is this relationships or is it football? Yeah, it applies to every walk of life. Love, football. Now, with Tyreek, I think it's just that uh, Mike McDaniel is, is a really, really, really good offensive coordinator, and Tua is a lot better than we gave him credit for. I think that's all there really is to it. But for the Chiefs offense, like I think the, the evolution of having less star power but having more weapons at your disposal both forced Andy Reid to get more creative and Patrick Mahomes to get out of his comfort zone a little bit, which has been a great thing for both of them. There's a quote that I love. Everything you want in the world is right outside your comfort zone. Wow. Also, in my answer, I was not trying to say the T word, and you guys did. So let the record show. I did we not bring should, up Tyreek. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the T word was. Maybe we can start releasing motivational bumper stickers. Our, our <laughs> no, like the little etched wooden plaques that like my oh. mom would hang in her den or something. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's always game day in Kansas City, Chotskis. Coming your way soon. <laughs> Great. There's an idea. We need merch. We do. Well, we now do we need to start with. Love it. To start with <laughs> just <laughs> quotes that are attributed to someone else and Nick's big, deep love advice. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us today on this Wednesday. Thank you guys for listening to it's always game day in Kansas City. As always, don't forget to don't forget to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcast. That is Nick Schwartz. He is Cody Tapp. I'm Kayla Canaram, and we will be back with you all on Friday.